This is the Sustainability Sessions, and I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. This is part of Lift Your Spirits Radio. And this morning, I am so excited. First of all, it's a beautiful summer day. The summer has arrived in the Puget Sound region, and that's like the best time. And I'm talking to my old friend and uh, co-conspirator doing good things in the world, Kimber Starr. Hey, Kimber. Hi there. How are you? You know, not usually a morning person, so it's a wee bit early for me. I hear you. I, you know, I, given that I named the show the sustainability sessions, I have to have two cups of coffee because it's, <laughs> um, and I was like, who, who chose that name? Um, but the reason we are talking to Kimber, uh, is she's doing some really great and innovative work. Both she and I work, uh, in real estate, um, but also come at it from a point of view of looking at housing and the issue of um, the way that I look at it is we all have to figure out how to live on this darn planet somehow. We have to figure out how to live sustainably. Um, That's kind of a baseline thing because if we don't, we've got some trouble. Um, And we need to make sure there are places for people. And uh, Kimber uh, is the new executive director of a newly formed organization the Tahoma Community Land Trust in Pierce County. And uh, you were doing this work to fill a really pressing need in Pierce County to provide affordable housing and make it work and make it doable for builders and various entities involved in creating housing so that the housing can actually get built and be provided. Um, and then also let's acknowledge, uh, again, since really this is you know how we live on this planet and where we're living, that I wanna acknowledge that I am coming to you from Seattle and I am on occupied Duwamish land. And Kimber, where are you? I am calling in today from the traditional lands of the Puyallup people. Wonderful, down in Tacoma. Yes. Uh, where I will be later today with a client. Um, but tell us, uh, tell us what you're working on. Um, so, um, the Tahoma Community Land Trust, we formed uh, June of last year. Uh, the big things that we're working on right now are fundraising because, as you know, um, real estate's really expensive, especially raw land, um, especially land that is close to uh, transit and other sorts of amenities that are necessary to, to build in density. Um, and to create more affordable housing units. So we're really focusing on the fundraising aspect of it and trying to uh, get land. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's where, that's what, that's our main focus. And I'm doing that at the same time while I'm like you doing real estate. Excellent. So that's, 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 you are busy and you are, what I love about it is you, um, and just for the audience out there, it's always fun. I, I am so blessed to have this opportunity to have a radio program, which gives me the chance to talk with friends, old friends, new friends, people that I find interesting. And Kimber and I know each other from, my goodness, way back when now. We met <laughs> in 2008 on the Obama campaign and um, both have a history of doing uh, advocacy around um, progressive issues. 
Um, and we were talking the other day, uh, this is certainly part of my journey of, of, of going more into business, um, but you need to have, you can pass policy all day long, but you've got to make it feasible. You got to make it doable for business. It's got, you know, it, it's really, if we're going to be shifting the way our societies work, it's got to work. And what I love about you is you've been working in the field of real estate, you're knowledgeable, you're, you know, you, you know, the, the basic business aspects, but you also became acutely aware of the need and a hole that needed to be filled to make things work. Can you talk about that a little bit? So um, one of the main things that I noticed um, when I became a real estate agent, because I became a real estate agent right as we were recovering from the downturn that really got kicked off in 2008 and hit this area the worst in 2009, 2010, um, is that it, there's not enough homes for all of the people that live here. And there's been this dramatic shift of homes that, especially during the downturn, of homes going into major corporations that bought up a whole bunch of homes and then are turning them over as rentals. So what ends up happening is, is that we haven't built enough uh, units just across the board enough units of housing for the last two decades, possibly three decades. And the population still grows and those people still need places to live. And when you're not keeping up with that building that further exacerbates the market to the point where like nobody can find any place to live and you have uh, people that could afford to buy a home that are actually renting because they can't, they're renting down. And what that does is that forces the next price point, the next price point, the next price point until you're getting into the um, low income housing where people end up out on the streets. And that's part of the, the lack of inventory, the lack of total housing units is part of the reason that is our uh, homelessness situation across the nation is being exacerbated in just about every major city. Mm -hmm. Yep, we're seeing, we're seeing that it's, it is uh, certainly happening here in Seattle. I was talking to a colleague who works in San Francisco and another who works in Chicago the other day. Um, and in fact, I also talked to somebody in Tampa. I mean, different climates, different regions, different, but, but there's, not enough, there's not enough housing and the policies are not currently set up in a way that's helping resolve the problem. And tell us um, about if you could first, I want to dive into what you're doing in Pierce County, but could you give kind of an overview for folks out there about what a land trust is and kind of how it works and how it fits in the scheme? So um, the way a land trust works is that you get a property and the land that that property sits on is held in trust and there's a 99 year lease back to the buyer occupant renter uh, co-op in some cases um, a 99 year lease that holds that property affordably in perpetuity based on area median income and there's different percentages that um, that are utilized uh, really low income would be 30 percent ami or below um, I'm sorry, the 
AMI just for acronyms. area median income. Thanks. In housing, there is so many acronyms. It is, it's like alphabet soup. It's really hard to keep up with everything. Um, so that's, and the, the 90 year lease is renewable um, after 99 years. But what ends up happening is, is that you have these properties that are held affordably and that is always affordably no matter what the outside market is doing. So when you have so it's places- not driven like, by market forces. Right, so like at least 30% so the person who lives in the home who buys into a, a community land trust property um, still gets to build generational wealth through building equity, mm -hmm. um, but that property is still held at 20 or 30% below market value because the land is held in trust. Okay. And when we spoke the other day, you, you went into a little bit about like, let's talk about, again, this, it's, it feels like before we dive into the specifics of Pierce County, just understanding the lay of the land here is so key. Let's talk about generational wealth and kind of like, what's the problem here? I mean, there's obviously the affordability, but there's also the issue of people who there's not opportunity to get into housing and into this opportunity to build generational wealth. Can you speak to that? So Part of something that came out of the uh, after World War II was housing policy that allowed things like redlining to happen. Right. Um, and and redlining, sorry for the people who are out there. Redlining is redlining is where uh, lenders went in and said certain areas of town, areas that typically um, where Black, Indigenous, people of color lived. Um, were not eligible for, were uh, risky loans or riskier loans and were not eligible for, for lending at all. And it was a way to keep, um, to keep Black, Indigenous and people of color out of the housing market and building that generational wealth. So, and every single city, whether it's Seattle or even Tacoma, it's very clear where this redlining happened because there are decades of no city investment. And a lot of cities, especially the city of Tacoma is trying to uh, correct that with, um, you know, putting in streetlights and putting in um, sidewalks and, and other sorts of amenities that make, um, that make neighborhoods better um, and make living in neighborhoods better. Well, what ended up happening is, is that you have people, Black, Indigenous, people of color, whose grandparents weren't able to buy a home. And the way most Americans build generational wealth is through prime, their primary residence, building equity in their primary residence. So when you have two to three, you know, two to three generations of people who are unable to participate in the homeowner's market, they don't have that generational wealth that they use to retire, that they use to send their kids to school, that they use to help their kids with a down payment on their house. And so you have a lot of people, especially Black, Indigenous people of color, who can't get into this homeowner, can't become homeowners in this market. Um, and part of what we're trying to do with Tahoma Community Land Trust is correct that. 
by, you know, taking that 30% off of the top. There's also additional programs like down payment assistance, FHA loans, like that, that helps to get people into, um, into, into a home to correct that. So. Cool. Well, I think that's really exciting. And then you were talking about, cause I get it. What I think is so important and that it's where, you know, understanding, really understanding how all the pieces fit together is how we solve problems, right? Like you could attack an issue or try to solve an issue from one side of the equation, but if you don't have that kind of 360 uh, intersectional view, we're not going to get there. And we talked yesterday, and I just want to check our time. We've got we've got a few minutes, so let's touch on, before we have to go to break, let's touch on this a little bit now, and then I want to go back into it when we get back, is that 30% off is really key because it, it does need to pencil for the builders, right? Like, we got to make sure that all the people doing their work, doing their job, trying to get their, you know, waking up every day and getting their job done can do what they need to do. So how, how does that 30% off, uh, through a land trust, help the builders pencil out the projects that are needed for affordable housing. So the super neat thing about a community land trust is that you can do a lot with it. You can buy raw land, you can build on it, you can buy existing properties. Um, that buying existing properties doesn't necessarily help increase more inventory. But the thing about um, the thing that we're really struggling with in building housing in general in Pierce County is is that it costs just as much to build in Pierce County as it does in King, but you can sell it for 10 times more. So a lot of projects for developers, they, it just doesn't pencil. It just doesn't, it doesn't make it. So they, they need additional subsidies. They need additional, um, you know, uh, permitting. I mean, it's, so with the community land trust, we take on the land. We take on the sewer water gas hookups. And mm -hmm. it takes 20 to 30% off the top of a development project. And all we need is for the developer to come in and build the affordable units. And then we can turn around and sell them to, um, to buyers who are, you know, 80, 60, 40% uh, below AMI or area median income. So that's, that makes, that makes, more affordable housing projects pencil and it it gives that missing middle income um uh, foothold because there's money available for low income and there's always people who are going to buy luxury condos but mm -hmm. that in between missing middle income is where uh most is where the greatest need is right now understood and that is actually a fabulous topic uh, to come back to when we come back from break. Uh, out there in Radio Land, you all are listening to the Sustainability Sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sarah. This is part of Lift Your Spirits Radio. Talking to my friend, Kimber Starr, who is the Executive Director of Tahoma Community Land Trust. We are going to go to break for a minute, and we will be back. Hope you all are enjoying your sun sunny Friday morning. When this day is done. Thank you. 
Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Hey there. Uh, hi? It's your neighbor, the orca whale. My neighbor's an orca? Been living here for years. Anywho, I know your basement's been flooding, and these pollutants are making me sneeze. So do you know about rain gardens? Orcas can talk? Did you know rain gardens and cisterns can clean and manage rain runoff? You may be eligible for money back from the city or county. My orca neighbor wants me to get a rain garden. Not just me. Your neighbor salmon. Hello. Seals. Shellfish. The whole gang. Visit rainchangers.org today. Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Hello out there. This is the Sustainability Sessions. Welcome back, everyone, or welcome to anybody who's just newly tuning in. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre, in my day job. I am a real estate agent with Infinity Real Estate Development, but um, once a month I get to do this really cool radio show, thanks to uh, Dina Marie and Lift Your Spirits Radio. And I get to talk to friends of mine who are doing really innovative, cool work about helping us figure out how to just do tangible, practical things to live more lightly on this planet. Um, I know that I got into real estate in part because it's like we have to figure out how to live sustainably here. Like that's a baseline thing. We're going to live here. We got to figure out how to make it work. And my friend, Kimber Starr, uh, who is the executive director of the Tacoma Community Land Trust, a newly formed organization, is doing just that. She's applying her years of expertise in a variety of fields to, to uh, meet a, a really uh, pressing need in Pierce County. And we were just talking, we're talking about housing. We're talking about affordable housing and how community land trusts help fill a really critical gap to make it possible for builders to build that needed housing and still make their bottom lines pencil and how you can create housing uh, um, systems that, that help build that critical uh, generational wealth, which is, uh, has so many of our communities, people of color, indigenous communities, uh, black people that have been left out of uh, due to uh, really um, awful 
housing practices of the past and that we're still still unpacking and still undoing. We were just talking um, before the break about uh, building generational wealth and how, how getting into affordable housing is a really key component of that. And then also that right now, given um, just how housing prices have spiked due to a tremendous lack of inventory, uh, that the missing middle, the people who are trying to, you know, who aren't at the lowest end of the spectrum, but are not, um, not kind of above the mark of uh, and where the market is at right now are really struggling. And that land trusts like the Tahoma Community Land Trust uh, are able to help with that. Could you speak a little bit more about that? And I guess first tell us a little bit more about what the missing middle is. So, um, so there's, there's two kinds of missing middle. There's the missing middle when you're talking about density. So like triplexes, duplexes, fourplexes, um, in building in a city, uh, doing a single family infill, um, attached accessory dwelling units, ADUs. Um, there's like this, there's the high density, like our department buildings, there's single family, and then there's everything that's in between. And in most cities, everything in between is what's missing. Um, Seattle's a really good example of that. Tacoma is also a good example of that. Um, but the missing middle income is something that, especially in cities like Seattle, um, like Tacoma, um, it pushes people who have good jobs way out into the suburbs and has them in their cars um, transport or on transportation for hours and hours a day. Um, and or they're paying more than 40% of their income because, you know, really you're supposed to be paying below 30% of your income on housing total. Um, they're paying more than 40% in a lot of cases, especially in Tacoma, it's, it's 50% or more um, of the renters in Tacoma are paying 50% or more of their total income. So what you, the missing middle is, is that essentially you can't, first-time homebuyers can't get into a home with that, that, you know, basic good job, teacher, firefighter, um, you know, a good income, a good job. They can't qualify for a mortgage when, you know, a two-bedroom, one-bath in Tacoma is like $400,000. Like that's just, I mean, we're, we're getting, we're getting to the point where the average price in Tacoma is uh, a half million for yep. a starter home, which it just, just insane. it seems insane. But part of the, part of the problem is, is that a lot of people are going to jobs in King County, but they're living in places like Tacoma and also Snohomish. Mm -hmm. uh, or they're, li they're living in places like Pierce County and in Snohomish and commuting into Seattle. So what that ends up doing is, is that ends up um, stressing the, uh, the markets, the uh, real estate markets in Pierce County. One of the hottest real estate markets in the nation is Parkland. Have you ever been to Parkland? I have just very recently, and it's that's that is interesting. There's not a whole lot of infrastructure there. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> there's not. But things are, you know, twenty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars over asking price. 
and mm -hmm. 10, 20 offers on every single oh. home. We're talking like, you know, a ranch, a three bedroom, one bathroom ranch. Yeah, nothing it's, fancy. Nothing fancy. People just trying to get their foot in the door. Literally. Yeah. And they're they're willing to to pay a lot of money to do that. And people who are who haven't had the opportunity to build generational wealth, um, who have lived in this area for quite some time, can't afford to live here anymore. They can't afford to pay rent. They can't afford to buy a home. And so where are they going to go, especially if their job during King County? Like that, and that's that's part of the so to solve the crisis of affordable housing, we need to use every tool in the toolbox. Right. And a community land trust is just one of those tools. And that's, um, we would like to not only increase more inventory in the area, but we would also like to, to take a chunk out of that missing middle right. um, income. And, but it's, it's gonna take a lot of money. It's gonna take, you know, government grants and foundation grants and lots and lots of donors because it's a, it's an expensive endeavor. Right. But it's one we have to solve. I mean, if, our, if we're going to, for, for a variety of reasons, social equity, uh, yes. fairness, and I mean, all kinds of things, um, health, um, but there, there is an economic argument to that too, is that if, you know, if people are, again, are healthy, are stable, are able to thrive, then, then our economy works better. Yeah. Just, just to throw that argument in there. Let's talk about, and again, some of this is so speculative because we don't know because we've just gotten through this crazy last year. We're still working through the, the COVID reality. Commuting has changed. It we, has. You and I know how buying practices have changed. It, it has sort of fascinated me um, as someone, although I love open spaces so much, um, you know, I like living in the city because of, the, the convenience and the walkability and, and, and I have a real small place, but that's sort of how I chose to do it. It's like, I, I want to be, I, I like the city. Many people during the COVID times have chosen to move out because they don't have to commute. Mm -hmm. um, how do you, how do you see that playing out? And in, 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 especially with what you were just talking about with the challenges of missing middle and looking, looking in your crystal ball. And <laughs> my, my crystal ball. Um, so I've had quite a few clients that bought a condo, um, with me five, six years ago. And it was their, one of their main things was I need to be close to a highway or I need to be close to transit so that I can get to work. And now they're looking at moving to Aberdeen. <laughs> wow. Because they only have to go into... Um, they only have to go into work like once a week and everything oh. else they can do online. There's, there's a lot of businesses that are moving towards that. And we have to ask the question, like, how is that going to change those, those transportation patterns, um, those commute patterns? How is that going to change how people interact with their neighborhood? You have more people who are looking for those walkability or uh, rural small town feel more than uh, concentrating on their commute. And that, that is going to change how, um, how cities should do density. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that the, the, inventory, the inventory problem is so 
extreme that even though you're going to have people who are wanting to move further and further out from the city into more rural, small town um, environments, um, the cities still need to, to increase density and increase that missing middle density of you know, duplexes and triplexes within to increase that inventory. It's still going to be necessary. Right. And I, ha I have genuine concerns about um, how that's going to impact all the plans that we've, um, I've worked on uh, when I did uh, advocacy at Olympia, I mean, at the very beginning and then in the mid nineties, I was working on transit. Um, how that's going to impact we're finally getting some rail lines in in our mm -hmm. communities here in king county and pierce county um just and, and again this year is such an anomaly and people have i literally rode a bus for the first time a few weeks ago um and, and again i happen to i happen to live in a space where i'm able to walk a lot of places or bike to a lot of places um but i just hadn't ridden a bus in a while even though i normally ride it all the time um I just wonder like how how these different choices that people are making, how that is going to impact infrastructure. And then I'm also wondering, I mean, I'm just speculating here. Once restaurants start being opening up more and music venues and art venues and sort of civic cultural things that were also have been historically draws to living in the city. I'm just wondering how people are going to respond to that. Do you do you have any ideas? I think that people are still going to want, I think people are, will still want those uh, neighborhood amenities. I think people are still going to be looking for walkability. I think they're still going to be looking for um, entertainment that is nearby. Um, and I, I do think that there will be a shift away from, but not as drastic as some neighborhood advocates would hope. Um, a shift away from being so highly concentrated on commute. Hmm. There's this, there's this vibe with people that they're more interested in being at home and being, you know, centered around home rather than being centered around work that so, yeah. I've, I've noticed. And That's whatever that means for people, um, especially there's, I was reading an article the other day, I don't know if you um, which paper it was in, but there's a lot of people that are actually quitting their jobs and starting businesses because this last year proved to them that they could, they could take that risk. So it, it should be, it should be really interesting how that, how it plays out. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very, very curious for, for all the reasons for, for my own business purposes. And, and, and I, I also have some a number of clients that I work with recently are just trying to figure out how to restructure what they're what they're doing, and that has played out in terms of people moving to more rural communities. And it also has turned out that I have had a couple of condos that I've been working with in in really desirable locations, very convenient to normal amenities that are normally you know of, of value, like in in Fremont, Wallingford, uh, that took a while to sell. That really surprised me because I'm like, oh, I guess people, you know, people didn't care about that. It wasn't as relevant last year. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I don't see a clear pathway forward. And I'm very curious as to how it's going to unfold. And my hope is uh, 
we will learn, I don't know, we, it's, it's, it's a change and we will learn some sort of lessons and I hope that we can figure out again, ways to be a little more sustainable as, as we move forward. I'm curious, do you, I, I have sort of joked, but I've kind of meant it. We have, since people are not going into office spaces as, as much and certainly downtown Seattle has been impacted dramatically by that. Um, I think there are housing opportunities there as well. Have you, you guys converting, ever converting that? office buildings? Yeah. Well, we probably don't want to do that in Pierce County because we don't, we definitely don't have as much uh, that, what is it, grade A uh, commercial space uh, mm -hmm. for that. And we would love to have more jobs, more uh, larger corporations with jobs uh, move into those, those uh, commercial spaces. Um, but yeah, there is a possibility that many of those office buildings that are no longer being used for that could be possibly converted to, um, condos mm -hmm. and people could, you know, live where they work would be, you know, that would be amazing. Exactly. That, that live workspace is so nice. Yeah. Um, Another thing I do on the side is I, I do some uh, artwork. And so my place is a live, is a live work loft. And I, I really appreciate that. It just creates, again, it creates that flexibility. Additional yeah. income stream. Yeah, I, I think there is, there is a possibility to convert uh, a lot of commercial spaces that may no longer be utilized, convert that into residential spaces. That would, that would be another tool in the toolbox. Very cool. We've got a few minutes before we go on break again, and I want to just dig into a little bit. So in Pierce County, what are some of the key things that you have coming up that you're looking at regarding community land trusts and, and just tackling these issues? So um, the big, the thing that's getting a lot of attention right now is in Tacoma, um, the home in Tacoma program. Mm -hmm. um, and that's increasing density all along transit corridors. Um, and the really interesting thing is, is that there's a push to increase density that is easier to do in the, um, like if you overlay the redlining map over the home in Tacoma um, map where they're increasing density, it's really interesting that they want to increase density in the same areas that um, were, have been redlined in the past. So um, you're dealing with some not in my backyard activity in the wealthy department. Oh my goodness, you should have read some of the comments. I was horrified going to a city council meeting. Some of the things that people would say about, they're just flat out racist. Oh yeah, um, with just, getting ADUs approved here in Seattle, you it's the same thing. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. How is an ADU? I mean, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me, but I'm also, I'm also Cherokee. So whenever somebody is making those comments, I'm like, wait a minute, you're talking about, you know, my people, people like me. Um, but there is, there is, a, there is a, a heavy, heavy push on the Tacoma City Council to um, not increase density in neighborhoods like Proctor. Um, and, um, you know, they, they talk a lot about the character and, and it's, um, 
it's necessary. You have to increase density. We can't continue to have our cities sprawling all over the place and only having single family homes. Yep. Like, and with that, that's a good place to break. We have to go to break. Okay. We don't want to sprawl. Density good. We'll be back in a minute. This is the sustainability. It's so hard to say. Sustainability sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre, and my guest is Kimber Starr from the Tahoma Community Land Trust. In these changing times, it's the perfect opportunity to learn new techniques that can bring calm back into your being. If you are ready to love living life, read Marla Williams' new book, The Being Zone. It will become your guidebook for creating the life you always dreamed of. Learn more about her book and online training program at TheBeingZone.com. I invite you to tune into Lift Your Spirits Radio on the first Friday of the month for Love Living Life with Marla Williams. Call in for free coaching advice that is guaranteed to lift your spirits. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life, reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Are you planning your next move? We know it can be stressful. But at a swift move, you can relax and leave the work to us. You can put your mind at ease that your personal items will be safe throughout the entire moving process. To get a free quote from licensed professionals so you can compare and save, call us at 425-309-0577. That's 425-309-0577. So make your next move a swift one and give us a call. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Remember your place. Many moons have arisen and fallen long, long before you came. So which way is the wind blowing? What does your heart say?
Hello out there. This is the Sustainability Sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. Hope you all are having a great sunny morning. Uh, I am speaking with my friend, Kimber Starr, who is the Executive Director of the Tahoma Community Lands Trust. She is also a active real estate agent in Pierce County. So if you need a real estate agent down there, she's a girl. And uh, yeah, she has a background. We actually knew each other from working on political campaigns uh, 15 years ago. Uh, and oh my just, gosh, was it that long? It pretty much pencils out that way, yeah. Yikes. Time goes by fast, right? <laughs> um, but you're, you have this broad holistic view about how things fit together, how they work. And that is part of what led you to doing this work of creating as you were saying a moment ago, this tool in the toolbox to figure out affordable housing, to figure out the issue of, of missing middle housing. And that is you know, providing housing for those people who are trying to get their foot in the door and, and can, you know, are working, have good solid jobs, a teacher, a firefighter, but they can't afford in today's market. And so we need, we need to change the structure and we need to look at things holistically. And community land trusts are one of those tools. It also makes it affordable for builders to do affordable housing, given the parameters that they need to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing, when we spoke the other day in preparation for the show, uh, again, I love that you're looking at this, you know, 360 degrees, is just looking at overall relationships with land and the things related to it. And you were telling me about these land labor agreements that you're working with. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, so uh, part of the uh, bylaws or part of the, um, like the rules with, with which uh, Tahoma Community Land Trust operates by uh, includes a community, um, a community workforce agreement, um, which is to um, target um, and hire uh, to get low-income workers into construction careers, um, but it's to draw more from the community itself to build. Um, that's actually part of the struggle for developers and for uh, construction is just that they can't find enough qualified people in a certain area. And so they have to pluck people from other counties to come and build in King County or come and build in Pierce County. And so having a community workforce agreement or a project uh, labor agreement for every single project that we build um, is really important because it provides a living wage and career opportunities to people who otherwise wouldn't have them. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. And again, it's, it's a matter of let's look at the problems at hand and how do we find creative, innovative ways to solve them with the, with the breadth of tools available. And that's a great thing that the Community Land Trust, the COVID Community Land Trust is one we're specifically talking about today in Pierce County. Uh, what is the website, Kimber? People it is to Tahoma, T-A-H-O-M-A-C-L-T dot org. Cool. That is really great. And I'm going to mention that again before we go off the air. Um, and let's also talk about, I mean, we really sort of talked about this in um, a broader context. But again, this is sort of the, the bigger frame that I come at these set of issues. And I know that it's something you're deeply rooted in. 
uh, given your charity, Cherokee heritage and the knowledge that you have had that passed down to you, but our relationship with the land and the generational wealth that we're discussing, the issue of these long-term leases. Could you just, I don't know, let's just kind of talk about the, our relationship with land and, and, and in the context of how community land trusts uh, help with that, but just sort of the, the broader philosophical aspect of it. So, um, so I'm a citizen of the Cherokee Nation, descendant of Muskogee Creek, and I'm, um, you know, I'm I'm in love with the mountain, um, and that's the reason why I named my uh, I, when when I founded this uh, organization with my friend Christy, um, I named it after the original name of Mount Rainier. So in uh, Lakshutsi, uh, Tahoma means mother of waters, mm -hmm. I'm referring to those glacial waters. Um, and all of Pierce County is really uh, the businesses, uh, the landmass, it's all formed around um, that water moving from the mountains to the south and the water everywhere, right? Um, the thing about native land ownership before colonization and even now, it was held collectively. Um, and that's part of how I fell in love with the concept of holding and trust land for affordable housing in perpetuity. It's a concept that um, is also sustainable. Um, when you look at the Iroquois Confederacy, which Fun fact, a good percentage of our constitution uh, was gleaned from the Iroquois Confederacy. Um, there's this concept that, that comes from the Iroquois Confederacy of seven generations. And that is making decisions as far as uh, what we use for energy, water, natural resources, um, and ensuring that those, those decisions are sustainable for seven generations into the future. That's a concept yep. that goes continually with, you know, that's weaved into just about every decision that tribes make, that native people make. Um, and that was something that was really important to me to make that also about affordable housing. That the decisions that we make today, the land that we buy, that we hold in trust is providing affordable housing for seven generations into the future. Um, and that's, that's different than the, you know, it's a hot market, sell to the highest bidder kind of concept, but I think it's a shift that we need to make because what's been happening isn't working and is not right. sustainable. Like. And I, I think it's 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 a fundamental thing, and, and I was thinking about this after we spoke the other day. It's it's living in the world, you know, and certainly out here in the West. I know when when white folks first arrived here, we're like, oh, look at all these trees. They never they thought they would never yeah trees. They thought they would never run out of salmon. And yeah. the truth is, given the way we do things, these and, and, and these are finite resources. They are. Um, They're finite I, if you don't take care of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and it, 
another concept I know you and I spoke about the other day that it really resonated with me that I, in a, in a book that I, and I mentioned this on the show a couple of times before, I love the book Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer, a series of short stories. Um, but this concept, and she is, she is a, a native member enrolled in a, in a tribe uh, from the Northeast. And I, I confess, I cannot recall the name of that tribe but she is an ecologist and a writer and she's written these beautiful lyrical stories about a, a number of concepts and relationships between people and land um, and, and actually showing that historically there are so many links and actually land has in many cases been healthier with interactions with people when we understand and practice this concept of reciprocity. Yep. And that is, you know, you got to give back. It's cyclical. And I think that that's, that is this concept that we have lost in our current society. You got to keep taking care of it so it can keep taking care of us. And it's, it's a give and a take. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it's, that's so exciting. That's what you're doing. That's what you come at this work under deeply understanding that concept. And it, there's so much opportunity. It's such a great learning opportunity to be like, wait a second, we can just tackle this differently. Yeah, or the way we, we- did it for a long time <laughs> we 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 have to do things differently than we have done because it's it's not in our homeless situ the homeless uh situation is a clear indicator that we cannot continue to do housing uh the way that we have done in the past and this uh community a community land trust is an excellent tool but we need all, we need to be using all of the tools in the toolbox. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's great. There is, let's look at the problem. Let's figure out the different ways to tackle it. And again, um, the fact that you're taking such a fabulous 360 degree view, I'm very excited to see not only what you're going to do in Pierce County, but I believe it's going to have some ramifications for the way we do things throughout the state. It just sounds like it's really spot on and and uh, you know, you're one who knows how to you're, how to maximize the impact of these things, um, you know, <laughs> throughout communities in a, in a number of different ways. And we're getting close to the end here, so I want to wrap up again. We're talking to Kimber Starr, who is the executive director of the newly formed Tahoma Land Trust. Um, we'd also mentioned that we want to you know mention that uh, that is the original name for Mount Rainier, uh, which you know stands proudly above the city of Tacoma and in Pierce County uh, on Puyallup land. And um, you are doing just incredible work to find affordable housing, missing middle housing, working with builders, working with developers, working with those laborers, figuring out a way to make this all work for everybody in an equitable fashion and undoing some of the the wrongs of uh, policies of the past. What is the name of your, or the, what is your website again? It is TahomaCLT.org, T-A-H-O-M-A-C-L-T.org. Check it out. Learn what she's doing. Support her work. Um, you know, it, it all takes community and, and, and fundraising and donating to this would, would make a tremendous difference in, uh, for individuals and the community throughout. I also want to pay homage to the uh, Northwest Eagle Building Guild, which is kind of how I got this radio show in the first place. And I love working with them here in Seattle. They have uh, an online workshop upcoming with Tom Balderston, who is deeply knowledgeable about how to make your home safe and healthy. And during this high fire uh, season, um, he's doing uh, tools and techniques to improve indoor air quality. 
June 23rd from 6 to 9. Go check it out. This guy knows what he is talking about. Um, and with that, I just I am your host, uh, Rebecca Sayre. I guess we do have a couple. I'm jumping in a little bit. We have a couple minutes left. Um, and just really thankful for all of you who have joined uh, here today. And also just those who have, um, I, I really appreciate hearing from people who have who, uh, learned a lot from this radio program. And uh, uh, it's been a great platform to be able to share with you. And then and, uh, I also want to thank uh, our producer, Benny, who always keeps me on track. Dina Marie, uh, Lift, Your Spirit, Lift Your Spirits Radio, which is, she provides a whole bunch of fabulous programming uh, every week. This I'm just once a month. And uh, it, 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 it kind of takes a village to, uh, to make the village work. And uh, my, my work in real estate is definitely augmented uh, by opportunities to use my um, background in public policy to just, you know, let's figure out how to live more sustainably on the planet because we need to do that. We have a couple minutes left, Kimber. Is there anything else you want to say? I, we're going to be, and I, this is probably, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself in announcing it, but we are hoping to have our uh, gala, our first gala, mm -hmm. in sometime in September. Oh, exciting. In so, person. Yeah, yeah, in person. What? <laughs> so excited. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, so let's go to, let's just drop that uh, website again one more time so people can know to go to that, find out more about this gala. It's uh, tahomaclt.org, T-A-H-O-M-A-C-L-T.org. Sweet. Yeah, I actually just had a little event last night. I, as I said earlier, I do collage art. I had sort of a, a studio event and 15 people showed up, but it was fabulous and kind of crazy because people were gathering yeah <laughs> so time this has been a crazy year for everyone everybody i just want to say everybody out there i hope you're staying safe taking care of each other uh it's a beautiful summer weekend approaching this is the most beautiful time of the year here in the pacific northwest thank you all for listening uh i am your host rebecca sarah my guest has been Kimber star from the dahoma community land trust down in pierce county take care have a beautiful day Which way the wind blows when this day is done?
Son.